Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. We're like, I almost didn't call you Kristen. My brain's just tired. And I was almost like, Kristen, like, I don't know what I was going to call you, but Kristen wasn't ready to come out. Oh, that's totally okay. Today I typoed my phone number and then I had to send an email saying, hey, so I just uh, filled out this whole form and I didn't send you my phone number correctly. This is my actual phone number. I called my sister on my commute home and she was like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm falling asleep at the wheel. I said, it feels like I've been hanging out in Home Depot all day. <laughs> Every time I go <laughs> to Home Depot, we, we have this thing where we think like some like chill out sauce is pumped through the Home Depot vents because we, it's either that or like everything about Home Depot bores me. So I'm just like, I'm just zapped of energy whenever I step foot in there. So she knew what I meant. I was like, I feel like I'm hanging out in Home Depot all day. Well, you know what's funny is, like, Home Depot is, like, Costco in that way that, like, you have to s- expend so much energy just to get <laughs> right. to, like, a product. Right. That by the time you get to that single thing that you could actually even buy, you've already done so much work. And I'm the type of person where when I finally get to it, it's not even exciting. I'm like, I don't want, I didn't even want this screw to begin with. Like, but I had to come get it. Well, it's so I was texting with Cam today about the disaster that is the impeachment hearings. And instead of taking the time to write out all the things that I was thinking about a conversation that I had with another one of my friends, I just screenshotted that conversation. I was like, <laughs> yo, I'm being lazy here's this conversation. You're working smarter, not harder. Well, that's what she said. And she was like, this is not lazy. You're just using your energy much more wisely. And I was like, you know, that's actually true. Because if I had tried to like rewrite this conversation and not just like, you know, send you this, you know, what did we call primary document? (laughs) Then, you know, I would have just not given you this. This is better information you just flashed me back to fifth grade social studies with that one i know right (laughs) primary documents people (laughs) primary documents you don't have to go out of your way and make secondary documents just (laughs) and to expend energy just take a screenshot and be like yo this is what i think it's important in times like these good strategy oh my god one of the representatives during the impeachment trial was like I don't know about that story. That got three Pinocchios. And the representative was like, well, the president gets five Pinocchios every day, so let's not go there. And I was like, I do not know whether I should laugh or I should cry. And I'm not going to do either, because if I do, I don't know if I will ever stop. So you just numb yourself to all feelings. It's like, like, what do you do? You start dinner. You're asking the wrong person. Oh, you just great, have to go and start dinner. Great strategy again. You were full of good strategies today. 
<laughs> it's time for dinner. We've had too much politics for the day. Uh, it's time for dinner. And I have to say, like, I think this is one of the, it's going to be one of those episodes where we talk about suppressing feelings a lot. Sure. But not in those ways that, like, it's harmful. But, again, this is 2019. Soon, it will be 2020. Have you seen the memes this week that's like, you know, 40-something days till 2020? Oh, God, no. Still over here processing my feelings from 2016. 2018. Yeah, 16. Oh, 16. I've seen 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was, I pulled out all of my December Daily albums so I could create a, I did a live lesson for one of my classrooms in the Awesome Ladies Project called Documenting December about how, like, no matter what your life is like, you can document December, whether you want to do like an Allie Edwards December Daily style, whether you want to do Chamel Lane's Journal Your Christmas, whether you want to just make some Christmas layouts or holiday layouts or just, you know, Cam has 30 Days of Lists December edition, which is not super hor- not super holiday oriented. I was really going with the other H sound there. That's that's really weird. Um, so it talks about all the different projects people have. But I pulled all my albums out. And I was like, yes, I got the 2013 album. I have the 2014 album. Here's my 2015 album. I have my 2017 album. It's so fun to look back. It's so fun. I have my 2018 album. Why don't I have a 2016 album? (laughs) And I really had to think for a second. Yeah. Kristen, why weren't you in a great state of mind in november and december of 2016 to create a december daily album and we're not going to blame it all on politics because remember for those of you who are new to the show you might not know that after the election after election day in 2016 me and my partner jeff decided to be grown-ups and do all of the laundry in our house because you have to get up and move on with your life. We all have to do adult things and laundry is one of those adult things. And so we got up and we did laundry and our laundry room is right off the kitchen. And what do you get for being an adult? Sorry. You get kicked in the ass and slapped across the face because of course, our laundry machine overflowed and the there was an inch of water in our kitchen. So what do we do? We are responsible adults and we call the plumber the next day. The plumber comes over and he's like, don't worry about it. It's probably not a big deal. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I lied. We called the washing machine repairman. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is a plumbing problem. Fine. Cool. Plumber comes out a couple hours later. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Don't worry. It's probably just a little thing in your washing machine. And then, you know, half an hour later, he's like, "Mm, well, it's not that, you know, don't worry about it. Worst case scenario, it's probably just something out in in your lawn. And an hour later, he's like, well, you know, all the machinery that I have doesn't really solve the problem. And the guys that the machine, the guys that have the machine are like an hour away. So I'm going to have to wait for them to come out 
But you know, it's probably not that big of a deal. Worst case scenario, you know, you have a big obstruction in the middle of your lawn and, you know, it's just something that we have to deal with. You know, did did you when you bought the house, did anyone say anything about a septic tank being in the front lawn? <laughs> and we were like, absolutely not. Of course not. Why would anyone say anything oh about that? And then, you know, two hours later, he comes out with what is, you know, they, they string out a camera as far as they possibly can through the pipes until it can't go any further. He strung literally a hundred feet of camera. And then he took this thing that could only be described as a dumbbell, like maybe weighs 50 pounds, and he swung it around all outside our front lawn. And it was eight feet in front of our house. And so they found out that 50 years ago, when they connected this area of the town to the town sewage, they didn't get rid of the septic tank that was in this house. They just connected the sewer line to the septic tank. And the septic tank had just been filling up for 50 years. (laughs) And it just decided to overflow on election night into (laughs) our house. And so for the next, like, four weeks, they dug up our entire lawn Our front lawn is pretty big, and they had to dig a six-foot trench deep, you know, 50 feet wide to get all the way out to the actual pipes that go to the city sewage. Oh, boy. And, I mean, the last thing on my mind was foundation pages for my December daily. (laughs) I mean, I probably, to be completely honest, it probably should have been. Yeah. I don't like, but I'll, I felt weird being like, hey guys, standing in this gigantic horse trough of <laughs> waste from past generations of human beings and be like, hey, smile for the camera. I'm putting you in my scrapbook. Yeah. Right. So like, it wasn't just the election. Sure. It was also this you know, literal pile of shit that someone left (laughs) underneath my front lawn. Right. And honestly, when people leave what can only be described as a horse trough of shit (laughs) under your front lawn, you learn to deal with people and please them less interesting interesting time you know what I, my poetic brain as you were describing that almost was like that whole literal experience reminds me a lot of people pleasing because it's this under septic tank that you keep filling of not your own self right and then it'll explode <laughs> when it gets too full like that's how like it, I have been, hello, I'm Amanda, I'm 35 years old, and I've been a lifelong people pleaser. Lifelong. Not past few years, not in my adult life, not lifelong. Like, so it's interesting how you describe that story because that's coming after out of therapy. That's a lot of how it's felt all my life. 
Like it's been a 35-year-old septic tank inside that I've been filling with other people's shit. Yes. (laughs) So what's funny is, you know, I like that around the holidays, we tend to theme up the episodes a little bit. You know, we're going on two years, you know, two circles around to the holidays. And last year we did a Thanksgiving Day episode, and I listened back to that recently in preparation for this episode, and I was like, it's so funny how much we, like, touched on anxiety during that episode in different ways, you know. Um, But I feel like this is a more seasoned version of kind of what we were getting at um, a year ago. So it's just interesting. I was listening back, and I was like, wow, a lot of what I have to say is just like a polished version of, of a lot of that. And I, I also wanted to preface this episode for me by saying um, I have an anxiety disorder as well. That's something I've I've mentioned on the podcast before and like I've discovered about myself over the past few years. But listening back to podcasts from last year and year before, like all the hundred episodes whenever I catch them, it's so littered with that. Like I don't know if other people suffer the way I suffer, but I also did see a statistic that anxiety is like the number one most common mental disability like so I don't know maybe they do maybe they don't but I know that I'm a specific case like sometimes when I relay my stories it's like it's exaggerated because it's how I feel but I feel that because it's an anxiety disorder so I don't know that's also something to keep in mind but that being said I had been going to therapy the right therapist, right, for the past year. I just recently um, saw him, saw that good therapist um, last week, and we haven't scheduled another session. So I'm pretty much, you know, in recovery now, remission, whatever you want to say. And uh, I know that they're there if I ever need them, but I don't have a scheduled time to go back. So, I mean, that's exciting to have gone through a lot, like, you know, the work where I feel like I'm doing okay and I can use the skills on my own at this point, right? But in saying that, I've always had an anxiety disorder. At its worst, the anxiety disorder turned into OCD and these like obsessional thoughts that I would then compulse things to relieve the anxiety would happen. But I've addressed those two in therapy. But what's interesting is the thing that still kind of remains is the people pleasing. So that was my point of all that is that like of all the strides I've made, I still feel like people-pleasing is a big challenge that comes up every day that I am really struggling with to use the skill for. So welcome to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. People-pleasing is normalized. OCD and anxiety is not normalized. I suppose that's true. And I thought a lot about that conversation we had with Anna Anna Lovind where you said pleasing is seen as a commodity for women. Yes. And that's what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, people will praise you if you're pleasing. Mm. People will be, you know, people will, if you are not pleasing them, people will treat you poorly. Whereas when you're dealing with your anxiety, when you're dealing with your OCD, that's a thing that people will not necessarily treat you negatively if you're not doing. Right. But it's a lot more like private. It's a lot more people won't really touch on that. But the people pleasing is front and center on people every day. Yeah. And especially like women are socialized to people please. Yeah. And when people 
are not being pleased to the way in which they are accustomed, that's something they notice immediately. Yeah. Because it's not happening to them. Whereas you dealing with your anxiety and you dealing with your OCD, those people might never notice because, you know, we don't know how much of their life they put into noticing what's going on with you. Right. And so, like, all that stuff is internal for you, whereas people-pleasing is external. People-pleasing, you know, inherently involves other people. Right. And the level of my, what's the word? I wanted to say, like, I guess the pathological people please, like the level that it, it happens in myself is, um, like there's a perfectionism component because I want, I, for a long time, the, the thing that I, the rule, the fake rule that I was believing was that I, everyone could like me or like everyone could be pleased by me or like I can somehow with everyone I meet, have them understand me that I'm a good person and like, you know what I mean? It's, it's this narrative of me believing it's the false belief that like it can be done. And if I just make the right moves, right. Which, which then eggs on the anxiety because the more you try to do that and there's never, in the Thanksgiving episode, you said you're like, um, no matter what you do, you can't win with everyone. And that's such a universal truth. Right. Some people will just hate women because they hate women. Right. And because you're a woman, they will hate you. There's literally nothing you can do about it. Right. I think mine, too, was even more perpetuated in my specific personal case because um, no one ever told me this. This is just a theory I came up with. But my dad is a very antisocial, in general, difficult person. Like, he would drive me to sports events. He'd love to go, but then fight with the other parents or, like, cause that conflict and friction around me that then I grew up almost feeling like I had to be the one to, like, smooth things over. Or I hated that feeling of, like, adults fighting so much or my dad being the cause of so much people's anger and distress that I was never going to be like that. You know what I mean? Like it was always me trying to make up for some way the unrest. Yeah. Um, there's a really good Instagram personality. Sure is the millennial therapist. Mm. And I, she used to be a therapist. Now she does. So she's, she used to be a practicing therapist. Now she does, um, all sorts of cool things on Instagram and group work and other things. And she talks a lot about like that specific thing Mm -hmm. about how children who grew up with like confrontational parents or parents who had like destructive type of relationships, how that manifests itself in literally this like people pleasing type of thing of I need to be the one to take care of the parent, which means I need to be the one to take care of everyone. And, you know, that the child will grow up to be, you know, a lot of different things. Right. So she's a really cool resource. Um, Cool. And also her aesthetic is awesome. So Yeah, that always helps. It does help. But, yeah, growing up, like we've talked about this in the adult friendship uh, episode from way back. But a lot of the side effect of all that people pleasing was the term that I say chameleon friend. Like every friend I had, I would be what they needed me to be because I would always, you know, be loyal. And that I've been thinking a lot about how I'm a Hufflepuff lately a lot. You need to read the book. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I know. I know. It's only been research and uh, Instagram posts. But you ever can, since you can watch the first movie and the second movie. I've watched the, the first, but I don't think the third movie is okay. The fourth movie is terrible. The fifth movie is awful. The sixth movie is good, and the seventh <laughs> movie and, and there's two seventh movies, and they're good. There's seven Harry Potter movies. There's seven. No, books? there's eight. There are seven books and eight movies, but you can't watch the fourth movie or the fifth movie. They're awful, and they ruined the stories. Okay, like, they so literally, I watch they one, like, two, three, seven, <laughs> six, and both six. sevens. Okay, but you know they they like they actively changed the stories in four and five, and it's it's just like actual like it's terrible well at least they didn't people please the readers no they really they really (laughs) did not they they did not wow well they went back to people so they went back to people pleasing the readers in the seventh uh the sixth and seventh movies and eighth movies it's so weird because they're literally like it was harry potter movie 7a and movie 7b very strange interesting how does people pleasing arise for someone like you who want to please your community like I feel like that's tough like I feel it at work all the time like with administration and even the students I want to please and the parents I want to please but like I've gotten better with it at work I still struggle with it in my personal life a lot and yours is like a mix like your work is like a personal like is a work um it's definitely changed and it's definitely was really hard at the beginning when I would take every single person's criticism mm. very personally mm. and every single I would no matter who said anything no matter who they were I would take what they said to heart and I would think that like anything they said I would have to implement um even if they weren't ever planning on paying me any money mm. which is something that I had to learn you know, the difference between someone who is a customer and someone who is a person with an opinion. Right. Everyone has opinions. My grandmother. Grandma Jean. Very much grew up in North Jersey. Well, she grew up uh, in, in uh, upstate New York. Surprisingly, does not curse. Okay. Ooh. But I have heard <laughs> her say the, you know everyone has opinions they are like assholes <laughs> so everyone does have opinions wait what is the saying opinions are like assholes That's everyone has one everyone has one right 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 um <laughs> i i have to serve the people who are my clients they're you know the people who are in my community these are the people who are in my community mm. and if you're going to be a part of the community, if you're in the community, then then your feedback is important. Then what, you know, your struggles are important. And as I've, the more I've had a community, the longer I've had a community, the more I know what that community is supposed to look like. And that time has really helped. Mm. As opposed to at the beginning when it was like, well, you should do this and you should do this and you should have this and you should have this. And, you know, you're not doing this right. And, you know, all of those things were overwhelming and also you know not very helpful mm-hmm. and so i've done a lot of things to solicit feedback 
like this past week and right now actually um if you're not on the awesome ladies newsletter list then you should get on the newsletter list because i'm running a, a survey right now it's a long survey and i'm giving away a 25 dollars amazon gift card so like great way to you know get an amazon gift card before black friday saying like I want to know, you know, what you think. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to know what you think in this way. I want to know what, you know, when you think of the Awesome Ladies Project, what words come to mind? Mm-hmm. When you are describing the Awesome Ladies Project to a friend, what what do you think? I want to know when was the last time you logged in to the website? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you've never logged into the website, I might care what you think in the survey. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wait, you know, if, if I'm going to wait it less heavily than the people who have logged in, you know, yesterday. Right, and people have been using the site for, you know, three years and they right. know about all these things. You know, unless you wrote, hey, I'm brand new. I just, you know, came across your website and I love it. I'm so excited about all the things that you offer. I, you know. But these are these ways that I can get genuine feedback. Right. As opposed to someone who might send me an Instagram DM saying, hey, you should do this instead. Right. And so, like, over the years, I've learned to let that stuff slide off my back. Because if someone wants to give me feedback about my community, odds are that they're not going to do it in a way that makes me feel like crap. Hmm. Unless they want to make me feel like crap. Hmm. And if they want to make me feel like crap, I don't care about them. Hmm. Like, if you are a person that wants to make me feel shitty, I don't care about you. Right. And, like, it's so hard to get there. Oh, my God. And also, like, if you want to make me feel like crap, odds are you're going to hurt my feelings for, like, five minutes, half an hour. If I'm having a bad day, you might hurt my feelings for longer. Yeah. But also... I'm going to come back around because this is who I am as a person. I'm going to come back around to just feeling sorry for you. Right. Because like you clearly have a very shitty life. If you're reaching out to me and telling me that I need to change, like I need to do something differently. Like you're DMing me on, on Instagram or you're sending a, a cold call email to me, just making me feel shitty. Like if you're trying to. Right. There are very few things that I do in my life where I hurt other people's feelings. Right. It's generally when I have a headache <laughs> and it's usually when I'm in another room with another person. So if I ever hurt anyone's feelings like on the internet, maybe I've said like, I, I don't even know if I've ever gotten an email about anything I've said on the podcast. Neither here nor there. Anyone I've ever, like, anyone who's ever sent me an email that's hurt my feelings must just be having a really bad day or their life just must suck. Yeah. Like, Like, if that's what you're doing, if you're going out of your way to send people shitty emails. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. I feel like, for me, it kind of gets caught up in like the ego thing of like someone's misunderstanding me right so like sometimes that's the angle the people pleasing takes too and I feel like like I don't they are misunderstanding you 
And they're going out of their way to misunderstand you on purpose. I suppose so. Like this, the most recent example I have of that and where my people pleasing just spiked was on during Halloween when I was Lizzo. I was, (laughs) I dressed up as Lizzo and my boyfriend dressed up as my new man on the Minnesota Vikings. And I thought of that. I had the idea for it and was so, I was like, that is so clever. I hadn't seen anyone do it at the time. Turns out when you look it up, a bunch of people did it in the world, but like, I didn't know that. It felt very original and I get hyped on original ideas. So A, I was hyped on the original idea. B, you know, we love her and I love that song. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to be. We're going to be, you know, and I was so excited about it and I never was so and then I ended up buying a suit a suit to make me look fuller I never even even to Tom I never even called it like a fat suit like I didn't think of it that way I just was like Lizzo is bigger than me I need to look like her and be bigger and the day that I wore it you know a few my DM was like hot with like are you fat shaming are you that and that was never my intention I was afraid that it might be perceived that way but and then I was spiking people pleasing as was I insensitive to it so then I was there was that and then there was like there was comments that were like that and I was getting like no I'm being misunderstood and this is like the worst thing ever but then I'm not even trying to promote anything I was just trying to have a good time at a party and it was just it was so convoluted in my mind and now and now I don't even you know I know what I was trying to do and it was celebrate who she was and get to be her like I was always like that when I was little just like when I idolized something I wanted to be it and Halloween was always the best time to do it. And then it just got tainted by my anxiety a little bit. But anyway, so that was like my most recent example. Where I'm like, I'm not even doing this for a cause. Like, I'm just doing this for fun. And it was misconstrued in the anxiety. And I was like nervous that I that people were not pleased with me. And it was only like a few, I think. And even the ones that were concerned, like, didn't make try to make me feel. But I don't know. It was very, it was a very strange experience. Yeah. And I think, well, like no matter what, well, first off, Halloween is Halloween. (laughs) Like anytime we're ever trying to be other people, there's always going to be people saying like, well, are you doing this? Well, are you doing that? And also like your suit was not a fat suit. Like, it wasn't like, you know, the Eddie Murphy put right. on the fat suits. Right. And Which is what I was confused about. Well, like, I, I, I understand that, you know, some people are like, have this very, very, very strict line of, well, you should never do things to yourself that other people are oppressed for. Right. Right. But, like, that's impossible. That is an impossible stand. Like, so now, like, okay. That's, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I know. It's, That's kind of where I am. It, it's a very, it's a very fine line of, you know, there are, are things that we are, they're very oppressive in this country. Never wear blackface. Don't do it. Right. You know, don't go around and take things that are large swaths of people that have been oppressed, you know, don't go around and dress as Nazis. Right. Don't do things that are so incredibly, you know, don't culturally appropriate. And don't, you know, don't dress up as a 
culture or a group of things and make it yourself. But you're being Lizzo. You're saying this goddess is the thing that I want to embody for one night. Right. That's exactly right. Lizzo, who is constantly like my big fat black ass. Is amazing. Because it is. Because it, I mean, (laughs) you can't worship the goddess that is Lizzo without saying, you know, and, and also like you can't just wear lingerie to a party and say, I'm Lizzo. Right. When you're not right. like Lizzo. Like the, right. the beauty that is Lizzo is that she is a very large woman. And like she. That, and that, dances and sings and flutes the shit out of. St- I know. I know. That's what I. And then like, the people the thing pleasing. That sexualizes Lizzo is her large body. <laughs> yeah. You can't be sexy Lizzo unless you have a large body. Right. There's there's it's the opposite of fat shaving. It is it is. It is the love for the large body. That's what I was trying to, yeah. But like, and that's what made me excited. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to have that conversation. Yeah. But again, Halloween is a it's a hard time. Anyway, but then I was like, the people pleasing totally reared its head. I was like, people are dis like I felt people displeased with the choice I made, even well, though I knew they're always going to be displeased with choices you make. Right. No, like literally, no matter what. Right. And beca- that and that's going to happen on Instagram, especially on Instagram stories, where you get 15 seconds to be like, oh, pleased to displeased, pleased to displeased. Yeah. You know, what am I even thinking about? Uh, I don't know. Right. And then because we don't think about these things, because we don't have time to have nuanced discussions about, like, the thing that makes, you know, Lizzo would not be Lizzo if she was a size four. Right. And so if you want to celebrate Lizzo, you know, no one is saying you have to go out and not be a size four. But you, if you're celebrating Lizzo, I feel like you are inherently not fat shaming. You can't. Yeah, I agree. It would be kind of, I I don't know. It would be a weird thing if you were fat. You wouldn't be celebrating Lizzo if you were fat shaming. Right. You would be, um, it, I don't know. Like, you would just be mocking her. Right. And right. you had, you were obviously not mocking Lizzo with your costume one bit. Okay, good. And which, which everyone at the party understood and was so excited with me. They're like, yeah, we were singing it. And, like, it just was a different thing at the place, I guess. I don't know. It, it just, like you're saying, like, who knows what the intention of the other people were? Maybe uh, whatever. It's like over, and I'm over it. But just to bring it up in that in the moment, I was spiked, and then it it kind of ties, you know, shit like that happens at holiday family holidays all the time. That was what our first episode was about. Just how like how do you get through a dinner with people that you're trying to please who have their own opinions and own values and try to project? I don't know you take a break and you go to the bathroom yeah oh my god I listened to that episode back again and you gave some on you're like take long bathroom breaks pretend nap on the couch have someone uh explain football to you like you were like machine gun spitting out like these great ideas you're like play with the kids yeah yeah play with the kids and now like you know bring an a technological yeah you know device and like 
try to teach it to the old people. Yeah. This is an iPad. Yeah. Look what it does. I love Ellen's uh, heads up game. That's usually a holiday hit. Um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, play games. And then just, you know, honestly, eat too much food and actually fall asleep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I had my extra mashed potatoes. I just can't. Yeah. I simply cannot. Yeah. The food was just too much. Yeah. I joined a, a, a girls dance team this summer because I was off and like, yeah, I had time to do that. And literally, it was in the city every Tuesday night till like 10 o'clock. And I had to get back on the LIRR. And by the time I got home, it was so late, which is fine for the summer when you're off for two months. And the first week that school started, I was like, hard no like there's no way on a Tuesday I'm going and I prolonged the text to the coach for like two weeks I didn't show up but I didn't tell like it just like it happens all the time on the regular I see it and my therapist was getting me used to just like biting the bullet and going like again that exposure therapy that I talk about all the time and that is really the only way to treat anxiety in my opinion at this point but right like just like do it and the more you do it the more you habitualize just displeasing people and then it's also like an inflated ego too because like I'm sure the dance team went on just fine (laughs) like I didn't make the crazy difference but in my head I'm like she thought I committed and now I'm backing out and you know it it manifests all the time all the time yeah and it doesn't necessarily make it any easier at the beginning right it just becomes part of your routine. To right, oh, to not please. Right, and and you realize that you're pleasing yourself, and when you're pleasing yourself, you can actually please people better. Right, and right. like that's that's the most important thing. When you're actually a people pleaser, to give people what they actually need instead of the bullshit that they think they need. Yeah, because, that's a good point. Like most of the time, when we're pe- like when uh, you know OG people pleasers, when we're constantly people pleasing, when we're like a hundred percent people pleasing, like this is, and you know, okay, so a big shift for me happened when I left, like when I moved away, because I didn't have to constantly people please all the time. Pe- you know, I wasn't around people who needed pleasing 24 7 right so i had to deal with my own shit right and you know it was all it was hard because i had i literally had my myself and jeff (laughs) it was me and jeff and i was you know i had to deal with my headaches on my own we had to deal with living here on our own he had to deal with a phd program on his own and so like that was our own struggles and you know when you are a people pleaser you do have the ability to lean on you know you are surrounded by other people right because you are pleasing you have a community of people that like to be pleased (laughs) right you at least feel like yeah there are people supporting you yeah but it was just the two of us and we had to learn how to handle our shit right and that's when I really learned how to 
stop people pleasing for the sake of people pleasing Mm. and handle my energy so that I could people please, you know, so that I could give people the things they actually needed. Yeah, because otherwise the people pleasing, the chronic people pleasing just becomes enabling. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then you are, then you're actually the bad guy. Right. You're the cause of all this stress and distress. Right. You're the bad guy for you. You're making your life worse. And then you are enabling the shitty things that the people who are asking you to please, you know, the pe- whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whether yeah. it's, you know, whoever it is, those people need to become adults and do their adult shit too. Right. If they're just leaning on you, if they're just being, you know, whatever it is they're being, it's probably not healthy. Right. And you can't be responsible for everyone else's healthy. Yeah. Especially when you're not responsible for your own healthy to the level at which it needs to be. Yeah. All that makes sense. And all that rings true for me around family and around holidays and around Thanksgiving. And like, I think we've talked about this before, but we're both pretty into our 30s. Like we're not fresh to our 30s anymore. But I think we said like, once you hit 30, that switch goes off. Like, I think, like, spending 20 years of your life, like, you know, 30 years of your life people-pleasing, by the time you hit 30, like, something does shift. Even if it isn't the most immediate, like, I'm going to stop people-pleasing now, it is a recognition that it isn't, you know, the thing you've been doing isn't exactly working. <laughs> for you, for them. Like, that right, was the it, shift. And I think a lot, like, especially our generation, we got a lot of... Well, just work harder. Just do this. Right. Just, you know, take this internship that's not paid. Show you care. You know, For just, me, that's right. a big one. Exactly. Just, you know, show up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Don't leave until 9 o'clock at night. Do this. Do that. You know, like, care about everybody 110%. Yeah. And never get paid for it. Never get yeah. paid your fair share. Never get enough. And, like, now we're all in our 30s, and we're like, we were supposed to have more than this now. Right. So fuck you. We're going to start taking care of our own needs and you can do whatever the hell you need to do. But we're not going to like die when we're 45 because you guys lied to us. Yeah. And you guys meaning the big picture, you guys, and you guys could mean even parents. Like I think that. I don't mean no, right. I don't just mean literally mom and dad. Sure, yeah. I mean like you know everybody who said make sure you take out student loans so that you get your college degree. Right. Oh, you guys didn't find a job as soon as you got out of college. Maybe you should take out loans to get a master's degree. Oh, you guys, you know, we told you not to flip burgers, or else you'd, you know, we told you guys to make sure you get your degree, or y'all to be flipping burgers. And then we see the people who you know flip burgers for a few years, and then now they have jobs that they're happy and satisfied with (laughs) but also nobody in our age bracket could possibly buy houses because everyone older than us has already bought all the houses and make sure that the rent is twice as high as anyone could possibly afford yeah our entire generation is bitter because of capitalism right and we've been taught to people please so that we will somehow get a leg up 
from everyone else in our generation and we're just stepping all over every single other person in our generation and people pleasing our elders and people pleasing you know again and and we talked about this last um last holiday season our parents generation refuses to handle their own mental health yeah and so that is another thing that comes into the play with people pleasing yeah you know we're the oh no i don't need to see a therapist i get to talk to you oh no you know i you know i don't have any issues i'm fine Yep. Oh, you know, you know, I don't, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Uh, therapy is just for people who are crazy. Right. And all of that burden is left on the family of these people. Yeah. And the older and older that these generations get, the less they do to take care of themselves, especially mental health wise. Yeah the harder it is to be around when it comes to the holidays. Yeah. That's the situation I'm in right now. I had um, a girls' dinner on Monday with four girls from high school, one that I went to school with since we were in second grade. And I was like, does anyone else feel like we're in this weird time of our lives where our parents are deteriorating, like mentally and physically, and the power is shifted? Like, I've never felt this before, that it's up to me you know, again, in the, and then when I said it, I was like, oh, but that's kind of unfair to me. But then it is the reality of the situation. Then people pleasing plays into that, too. And, like, everything you're saying is exactly what's happening. Like, my, like I've people pleased, I've parent pleased for so long that when I finally realized it wasn't working for me, just like you said, all these years of, like, oh, if I parent please, like, I would have please them and they would just be happy with me but they're never happy with me but it's not it's nothing to do with me really and right like the equation doesn't add up all the people pleasing doesn't get you a house doesn't get you the job doesn't get you the approval so it's like now we see that the equation isn't working it's like now we need to come up with something different I do feel that a lot and it, it's like so in my face at holidays and like bound we talked a lot about boundaries last Thanksgiving episode and it's hard for me to put them up when I know it's going to displease someone. I read I read like the first quarter of that book that Jennifer Perkins said she was reading or audio listening to um, in her episode and her currently, The Art of Gathering. I mm. was so intrigued by it when she said it. And I'm like, let me download the audiobook, Okay. And it is so interesting because it's a, a big theme of it is like, don't plan a gathering to please other people. Like, like she doesn't say that, but that's a big, she's like, you need to establish what is the purpose of your gathering and every decision you, you make needs to point to that purpose. So she's like, if the purpose for Thanksgiving for you is so that you can work on and create these traditions and make this amazing meal, then maybe your guest list won't include mom and dad. It'll include your neighbor and your best friend and like their puppy because that's all you want to cook like so it was so it was groundbreaking to me she goes it's not enough and then she even said it too with um 
with bridal showers. She goes, bridal showers back in the day were all women. Oh no, it was baby showers because the the women were the only ones expected to handle the kid. So the other women in the tribe had to tell the woman what she needed to do because she couldn't expect to rely on her husband for the partnership of handling it. So she needed to cultivate this community of women to help her raise this kid. She goes, now there's equal partnerships in almost all, you know, parenting so why wouldn't if if your purpose is to prepare not only you but your husband for this new thing why wouldn't the gathering support that so it was like so interesting how like when you and even in interactions like you can apply that to interactions like what is the purpose of a meeting what is the purpose of an interaction like that should be how you make your decisions and sometimes your decisions to disclude people will displease people but it was so interesting <laughs> so that I felt could be applied to this episode it was interesting so yes absolutely I wholeheartedly agree there's two things I want to talk about one is I love throwing parties I I just, I, I love it. It's one of those things that I just love doing. Mm-hmm. I've always loved doing it. I just, I mean, even though that I'm, you know, a crazy introvert, I love parties. I had an amazing 21st birthday party. There were like 100 people there. Nice. Um, and one of my uncles at the end threw a hissy fit. <laughs> and. I have an uncle he, like that. Yeah, well, I mean, every, literally everyone has an uncle like that. <laughs> Don't um, set him off. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was literally after everyone left, and sure. it was just to me, and he was, like, incredibly <sighs> mean to me and rude. Oof. And he was like, I, and then I was like, fine. I don't think you should ever come to any of my parties ever again. Nice. And he was like, fine, I don't ever want to be invited to any of your parties again. Don't worry. I remember. <laughs> um, so just can't wait till everyone's like, why is your uncle not invited to your wedding? And I was like, I'll be like, don't worry. He said he never wanted to come to any of my parties ever again. <laughs> Good for you. I know, right? Um, don't worry. No one ever said that I wasn't just ever so slightly petty during some specific things. Um, but I give people what they ask for. Can't can't say that I don't give people exactly what they ask for. <laughs> um, what's the other? You're thing pleasing him by not. I know. I am a I am a people pleaser. <laughs> um, uh, parties, throwing parties. I don't remember. It was probably important. It was probably really No, you important. said you love throwing parties. And then you... Yes. I thought there was something else I wanted to tell you, too, about this. But... Oh, I don't know. That happens to me all the time. So I know, right? It was probably Because that, then there's like... just this lingering feeling of something to say with no right? words attached. And that's what bothers me. Feelings. They're just yeah. so difficult. <laughs> <sighs> but, like... You're always going to, like, there are always going to be people that you want to please. Right. I think the goal has to be, oh, no, I know what it is. Okay. So the other thing is the importance of critical thinking. And I think, like, what we were just talking about with the book is why. You know, why are you doing this? 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 And, like, to ask why you're doing this over and over again sounds like you are a three-year-old and like in some ways that's exactly what we're going for but I mean that's literally what I went to college for was to learn critical thinking Mm -hmm. and 
It's amazing what you learn when you keep asking why. You get clarity on so many things. Yeah. You know, why am I having this dinner party? Because I want to cook this food is usually my answer. Right. Well, why do I want to cook this food? Because I want to challenge myself to make something that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, but why? Because I think it'll be delicious. Yeah. And, you know, well, who do I want to share that with? People who I think will also find it delicious. Right. And, you know, what comes out of that? Like, who does, who, who will appreciate that? Yeah. And if it's going to be people who are just going to, like, complain about things the whole time, maybe invite them to something where you don't have a chance to complain about things. Yeah. And like I think go to the movies with them or something. Yeah. Right. I've been learning that with my parents. It's like, I love them to death. I'm not trying to bash them, but they're tough. And I, I always fall into like this people pleasing the daughter, the people pleasing daughter role that I've done for 30 years. Like it's weird how I become that person. I've been trying to be more aware of it, but so knowing that I have to plan these gatherings where it's a limited amount of time, where we have a distraction, where, because every time I give them the benefit of the doubt and I pour in, the dynamic happens all over again. And it's because of that reason you said like they have issues and they don't get them fixed. And that's been my new line. Like, that's the boundary that I've been putting up. I go, well, I'm, you know, sorry you feel that way, but everyone in this family has issues. I'm the only one that, that tries to handle, like, you know, the only one that goes to therapy to try to fix mine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing right. I can say. I'm the say. only person putting the work in. Right. And I say that to them on the regular all the time because that's how I feel. But um, oh, I was going to say something to your point before, too. Oh, I feel like the problem a lot of people have in the why, why, why is we're not, we don't do it often enough that we don't form good whys. Like sometimes people are like, oh, what about this party? Because I want friends. But if you really think about that why, like you don't just want any friends. Like, you know, you want right. friends that can hold a conversation that like, so it's like the more specific you get, the more you ask why, the deeper you go is like the better, the, it, it produces better results of like not people pleasing because then you're able to say does it support that why everything exactly. that I do right, right. But, uh, yeah so I feel like some people even still like just need to get more versed in the and the thing is the is that you it's hard and you like mm. you're making decisions and you right. can't come at it when you have decision fatigue right so like you know it can't be like oh nine o'clock on a Thursday night well why do I want to have this big giant party and should I have all of my in-laws and my second cousins at the same time? Right. And saying, like, I should have Thanksgiving dinner because I always do it or because that's what everyone thinks. Like, that's not a good enough reason either. Like, just because it's expected of you or, like, it's just been part of the routine, like, that shouldn't be a reason either. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just because is not an answer to why. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if your answer arrives at the same place that you started it's not an answer right for the sake of tradition like is not an answer I think a lot of people like for the sake of tradition I want to do this event this way but like right like more what tradition? now yeah I don't know but that's what I mean like but, weddings no I know do. like that I mean like oh. that's the question you have to ask like, right literally like what tradition and what does that a tradition mean to you like what purpose is it serving for you Correct. Right. Like what, right. And what are you trying to gain from keeping 
tradition alive. Yeah. Yeah. And what is being served by tradition? Like, there are a lot of great things that are being served by tradition in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But make sure that they are the things that you want to be served. Yeah. Like, if you have a tradition of having Thanksgiving with 100 people in your family, and that's amazing to you because you get to see those 100 people only that time that year, and that means the world to you, awesome. Yeah. Like, when I ended up planning and, like, thinking about my boyfriend's birthday, which was back in September, you know, as we were dating the, and, and months would go on, I'd meet this group of friends, that group of friends. And he goes, oh, this one never met, you know, this one. And I remember, like, the purpose of this gathering has to be so as many friends of his as possible can show up. Like, that was – and I, this is before I listened to the book. But I knew – I was like, I'm not just going to have a party to have a party because it's his birthday. But, like, I knew after meeting a lot of his friends that I – I only, I like, I wanted to invite for him the people that he loved and he loves like all these group of friends and they never met. So like, that was my purpose for that. And so that, that dictated what venue that dictated, you know, like, I guess like and all no holds barred, like everyone was invited. Like I just wanted as many people as, as they could. So I, it was like at a beer garden and like you could walk in, walk out, like as long as people were coming through and he was able to see as many as possible. Like, so it's interesting how like the right purpose will produce the right like outcome. I don't know. And like for the sake of like, I probably wouldn't do that again, like over and over again. I wouldn't consider a tradition like that was that birthday's thing. Right. Yeah. And I think like, Traditions are only good if you get something out of them. Mm, right. Otherwise, it's just routine. Right. Or people-pleasing for the sake of someone being happy that you're following tradition. Right. And yeah. and that's not... It sucks. Yeah. And, like, there's no reason why you can't make your own traditions up and start making up things that you love. Right. You're allowed to do that. There's no one stopping you. Right. And there's so many great things that you can do that don't involve you, you know, trekking six hours on Thanksgiving with your brand new babies to eat dinner with people that you don't even really like. Brand new babies. So in that scenario, someone had twins? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Gosh. Or, you know, they're like one in... And brand year old yeah or baby yeah sure and you know like you are an adult and you get to make your own decisions and if people are not happy with your decisions that is their problem yeah good ending agree like it is it is their problem and like i've been telling amanda people are going to misunderstand you Mm -hmm. even when you carefully explain yourself sorry it's just too much money to fly across the country during the holidays right we would love to come and see you another time when the tickets don't cost five hundred dollars round trip right we just can't spend two thousand dollars to come and see you this christmas yeah we would love to come and see you when it you know tickets are a little bit cheaper sorry Mm -hmm. we hope that you have an amazing christmas we'll make sure to video chat you know, when the kids are opening presents or right afterwards, we'll make sure to do something, you know, 
But you can also just say, sorry, we're not going to make it this year. Right. Well, I always feel that. I feel like the best work you can put in as a people pleaser to like combat the people pleasing is just what you said, is to give calm, direct feedback that is a decision you make because of your values and your purpose for something. Like it has to be calm, direct, truthful feedback. Like it doesn't work if, (laughs) if you're like skirting around the issue or like, you know. Right. And like some people are going to get it. Some people aren't going to get it. Some people will get it on, you know, the first time. Some people will get it like the second time. Right. Some people will never, ever, 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 ever get it. Right. And my guess is you're going to know what is going to happen before you even have the conversation. Right. Right. And so sometimes send an email, send a text. Yeah. But if someone is so offended by your true feelings that have nothing personally to do with them, then like, like you said, it's not, it's not your fault then. Right. There's nothing you can do. And like, if this is a parent, if this is an, you know, an older relative or someone who like is, is in that role, then odds are you've been doing this like probably your whole life. Yeah. And that's something that you're just going to have to learn how to, how to unparent, I think right. the millennial therapist calls it. Mm. And cause you've been parenting your parent your whole life and that's not your job. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And, and people pleasing is, is hard. Whether you people please your kids, whether you people please your friends, whether you people please your partner, whether you people please parents. I feel like us millennials are huge parent pleasers. Mm. Um, I feel like they hold those participation trophies over our heads. Mm. And there's not, you know, the only thing that you can do for yourself is say, this is what I'm going to do. These are my boundaries. And stay on your side of the fence. Yeah. Good episode, man. I know, right? This is this has been awesome. Good episode. Everyone have, uh, if you are in the United States, have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, and we no, wanted wait. to tell them about how we're pleasing them in the book club. Yes. So starting December 1st, we're doing a special holiday promotion that our new book club... Our new, I was going to say our new book club club. <laughs> our new book club book, uh, Big Dreams, Daily Joys by Elise Joy. Yay. Is going to be free for all listeners through the holiday season. Um, you can find out all that information at the new community page, which is theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale. Uh, there is going to be a classroom for the book. And... There'll be a gallery, a forum discussion, and a, everything that comes with all this cool stuff on the Awesome Ladies Project. So go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale and you can sign up for the new book club book, Big Dreams, Daily Joys by Elise Blaha Kripe. I'm really excited. Hey. Her book's awesome. I'm like really, I, it's the perfect book to dive into the new year it is it is like so awesome yeah it's been like teacher tornado so i haven't been able to dive in as much as i want but december break is coming (laughs) it's gonna be perfect yeah it's gonna be so good because the first part of her book is all about getting to the goals and we'll do that first chapter in december so i'm really really excited so everyone yes go over there at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale 
join the free book club for the holiday season and we'll be back next week so uh yeah also go over to after chatter now and we'll do that too uh patreon.com we love you and amanda and i'll be back next week have a great thanksgiving and just have an amazing week yay bye guys bye